When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. Phillies are turning things around and getting some good news on the injury front, although they've had some extra bad news lately. But Frank Close here, Jeff Mosher, and Jeff, I think the big story that's that's breaking right now as we speak is Bryce Harper's return is imminent. Hey, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, everything's happening at a really good time for the Phillies. Th- this one is almost mind boggling because five months coming off Tommy John surgery. I got to say, as happy as I am, I'm a little skeptical about what he can do and how well he'll be able to do it. But I mean, I'll still take Bryce Harper over whoever's, you know, he's obviously been replaced by a a bunch of different guys and, and Hey, Cody Clemens hit a home run in uh, game three against the Astros. So, I mean, he, he's, he was nice to runs that series. So yeah, two home runs. That's right. That's right. So um, I must've been his dad being in the house and all, but uh (laughs) But man, to get Bryce Harper back at a really good time too, Frank. We we did a podcast after the first week. The Phillies were one and five. They were making bad base running decisions. They weren't getting good bullpen. And now, since then, they're fourteen and nine, right? Because they're fifteen and fourteen now. So now you get a chance, and you got some tough teams coming up here after the Astros. Um, you're going to need Harper, and and uh, hopefully, over the next nine games, you can still be a game or so over five hundred. You know, at, at least. Uh, before the schedule eases up a little bit, but things are going well. I, you know, I really appreciated everything that Chad Durbin was telling us about the World Series hangover because you definitely saw a little bit of that. But do you think do you, do you think that is shaken at this point? Yeah, I do. But I, I, I mean, I think that there was something to that maybe with the base running, right? I, I don't think the pitching and the bullpen issues from the first week and a half were hangover. I think that was more not ready because of different things that happened in spring. I mean, first of all, Wheeler and Nola, we said this in the last pod, they traditionally have some slow starts. They were off to slow starts last year as well. And then, you know, obviously Ranger was hurt. And um, who else was the, uh, who else were we talking about that wasn't really ready? Oh, obviously Andrew Painter had gotten hurt in spring and it forced Strom into uh, this relief slash start role. I mean, Soto was just coming over and learning how to be, a middle inning guy. Uh, he was a little bit late too, right? From a, a visa. He was late. Yeah. Just a yeah. visa issue. Yeah. And Sir Anthony still isn't right. I mean, the, the, the velocity is there, but the control is not. Uh, I've thought that would be yeah. better by now. And it's, it's a little bit better, but still, um, the way the, the bullpen and the starting rotation has rebounded over the last week and a half or two, I think that was just more of a preparation and, and sort of circumstances going on at the time. Yeah, and you know what they, <laughs> I, the blow to me still it goes back to the the timing of the Reese Hoskins blow to the team. I mean, that forgot was, about that, right? Yeah, that was a last minute punch to the gut, and you know I think I think they've 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 once I got you never want to say you got used to it because I'm sure they really planned to be with him this whole way, but they're kind of figuring out how to win without him, you know, and and realizing they can. I mean, a lot of it's a lot of it's mental, but uh, but. I, you know, we're seeing 
And this is, this is my favorite part is you saw the young guys really step up, you know, so it's the story has not been the uh, expensive uh, veterans that they're paying a lot of money to. And like you're going to be very happy to have Bryce Harper back. But uh, the, the Bryson Stotts and the Alec Bohms and the Brandon Marshes, like, I mean, that's that's been, I think, the story of this Phillies team so far. Yeah, 100 percent. And so now the Phillies sort of have this. I think a really good problem to have when Harper is ready to come back here, as far as a batting order conundrum, right? You always think that the first three guys are the most important guys in the order, not just because they're your table setters, but because they get the extra at bat over the course of a year. You know, you look at how many more at bats like Kyle Schwarber had last year than say Brand or whoever was their, their, their fifth or sixth hitter, like a real Muto or something, right? It's a lot. And he's a big home run hitter, but the way Bryson Stott, has been as a leadoff hitter, man. He even in the loss, right on Sunday night. How how much was he wearing out Urquidy on the first at bat? I mean, just <laughs> fouling everything off, fouling everything off. Sees pitches, sees pitches. He's his plate discipline, his eye discipline is really good. And I think you have a real the real makings of a good leadoff hitter there. Um, and, and maybe you just want to do it against right-handers, although they've also done it, I think, against left-handers as well. Yeah, but, he's been pretty locked in. Yeah, so if you keep Stott, a left-handed batter, as your leadoff, you, then you have Trey Turner you know, batting second as your right-handed hitter. I mean, you have to have Harper batting third in that situation, yep, right? Absolutely. So I guess that's going to make Schwarber kind of the odd man out. And you could say it could well, be right five behind, average. behind yes, uh, exactly. Castellanos, Mr. Doubles, yeah. who, who's gotten his power back in the last week and, you know, get balls going over the fence. I mean, I knew that was going to come, you know, when you're hitting that many doubles, you know, some of them are just going to go over the fence, right? I mean, it's right. bound to happen, but, but that's, 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 that's a that's a heck of a one through five. So if he's five, though, you're, that means two of your most productive batters right now, who are Brandon Marsh and Alec Bohm, are going to be six and seven. Where's Re, Re, I didn't say Real Muto yet. No, that's I mean, a, so someone's going to hit. Someone really good's going to hit eight. I mean, yeah. this is <laughs> this is uh, this is this is this is kind of an exciting problem to have, as you said, right? So this is. This is going to be a uh, if the Phillies were good enough these last few weeks. I mean, just imagine when they when they have all of them in there, and and really, then I guess the number nine hitter is going to be whoever whoever is in that third base spot, I guess, or Bohm, whichever yeah. side of the diamond he is. I mean, yeah. it's uh, and Sosa has been pretty good. Uh, you know, he was out hurt for a few days with his lower mm-hmm. back, but uh, but he's but he's there, and and Clemens might stick around. Now, I think uh, that. They're gonna to have to subtract somebody from this roster. I think the I think the odd man out is, might be Jake Cave first. I would think so, yeah. Because you, you force Schwarber and Castellanos into the outfield every day, so Cave kind of is the odd man out. I, I mean, not that not that uh, Clemens has produced much more than Cave. It's just you know I think Cave, excuse me, uh, Clemens being able to play first base. And and other infield positions is probably the reason why he sticks around. But uh, but he can play some outfield too if you need him. Dave's made a lot of hard outs. I kind of feel bad for him. You know, he had such a he tore it up in the spring, and honestly, he's hit the ball on the on the screws a whole lot, just right at people. Yeah, it, it's 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 one of those things, you know. I, I the name I mentioned coming out of spring training was Brock Stasi. You know, there's always somebody that has this great, 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 great spring, and then they make the roster, and then you know, just a tick below what you need from a major leaguer on the schedule. I, you know, I was just thinking to myself the other day. Uh, I think Cave came up as a pinch hitter in the ninth, and it's like, oh man, his his the the sun's ready to set on his uh, time in the major leagues. And then doesn't he go and hit a uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> pinch hit double in the ninth <laughs> inning. So, so I mean, he's got his moments. Um, Guthrie probably sticks around because he's a righty. By the way, mm-hmm. we didn't. There, there's, there's. I know there's so much to talk about, but, uh, but uh, poor Christian Pache. I mean, what a, what a, <laughs> what a revelation he was, and then goes and gets hurt. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just it's just been the luck of this Phillies team so far, you know, that they take take the chance on the guy that was a hot prospect for the Braves, hasn't hit a lick for the Braves or for the Athletics. Phillies get him for next to nothing on the scrap heap, and Kevin Long all of a sudden has him hit, hitting three fifty and right. Of course. Power. Well, but, I, uh, I do remember saying though, we were trying to figure out like how would this all work when Bryce Harper came back, and I said it won't really matter because somebody. Will wind up eventually having to go maybe on IL, right? Just to clear yeah. this. Although, although I guess with Harper, you don't have to. Didn't they keep him? On? Now I'm thinking he's on about the it. he's on the forty. The forty, but, uh, right? Right. Yeah, you got to take somebody off the active roster for active him. Bro, but, right. Uh, right. But the nice, actually, one nice thing is one of the reasons why the Phillies grabbed Cave, and one of the re- kind of was a there was a strategy in it, but uh, Junior Marte. Jake Cave, Cody Clemens, a lot of the ones they brought in had minor league options, so that gives right. them a lot of flexibility to, you know, uh, to come back and forth. What what's tough is when you can't send somebody to the minor leagues, and then you have to make a bigger decision. But uh, but that's uh, that is something that they have the ability to do, and and they, I mean, they could send Guthrie down, but I I, don't, I think they need his right handed bat that uh, Pache would have would have provided, or the the defensive glove. I think. Guthrie yes. is a, a nice option and as a defender if they need somebody and he can play shortstop. By the way, down at AAA, Guthrie and, and Kingery were like switching off between center field and shortstop, I guess, trying to maximize their versatility in case the Phillies needed to grab either one of them. So uh so so Guthrie is ready to play some infield too, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty nice in a uh, DH kind of situation where where Harper is is not gonna be uh, giving way to anybody else, at least at least right away. He's not going to play any positions anytime soon. That's right. And then with Harper in the lineup too. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like you know you don't want Marshall off the field. Sosa's doing a good job. I mean, they they those guys will be as needed. You know, day game after night. If someone's tired, now you can finally start to get Real Muto some time if you want. You know, you obviously have to put the backup catcher in, but um. Stubbs, but uh, you can play around with the lineup a little bit there. Remember, too. we just counted one through eight. Like, are, are all going to be really good players? And uh, yeah. that's not that's that means no disrespect to probably Sosa, who's the next man up, uh, batting ninth. Because I mean, you got you. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. So, is Alec Bohm going to be permanently at first base with given the emergence of Sosa at third? Like, do you just have to leave Bohm at first base at this point? Um, I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh. You know, yes, I guess. I, I really get I mean, they, they really don't want Schwarber at first base ever, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you see it Sunday Night Baseball? They showed some <laughs> some tape of him playing first base. He has a very small sample size at first base. And yeah, and, so, and I, I think yeah. even he was making fun of himself on the field. Uh, you know, uh, when he got he got the Bronx cheer for uh, for actually making a play and he tipped his cap. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I think he knew that that was not for him. <laughs> probably did uh i did see that it was it was a good laugh and plus they the ball got hit like to that left center gap as he was talking uh, it wasn't his ball anyway and marshall almost made a great play on it and dropped it but i keep wondering like how distracting that might be um, i hate then, when they're talking realize, when they're in, yeah you know. but you know when they're out there they're talking all the time anyway i don't i don't know if it's that much different 
Um, but either way, I I think to answer your question, you have to because you don't want to take Sosa off the way he's hitting and playing defense. And Bohm is holding it down at first, and you really don't have until Derek Hall comes back, right? Uh, a whole lot of options. When is Derek Hall coming back? It's going to be that's a, a good still? question. I mean, he may, he might get squeezed now. He really I might. Mean, that's a real that's a real thing. I mean, he's sort of like the the first base DH only. I mean, he has he will have to be. Now that I mean, his chance was when Harper was out, and uh, that, that that's a cruel part of this game. It you sort know? of depends like, on how is Clemens still hitting because he could he could supplant. He could, but then Clemens. but then Hall doesn't really play many positions for. I mean, you could kick him back, kick Bone back over to third, and then yeah, uh, give Hall first base. But maybe you have too many lefties all of a sudden after having a lefty deficit. I don't know. All I know um, is the more we talk about it, the more I realize that these are such good problems to have. Yeah, that the, the Phillies really, when you talk about it this way. Right. They have, and again, being 14 and nine, just taking, I think they've won their last four series now. I mean, they have the makings again. They have the look again, Frank, of a team that can compete to win the National League. Uh, and, you know, the Dodgers, who are, they're coming up on the sked. They're, they're not the Dodgers. I think we talked about this. They, it was sort of like one too many losses for the Dodgers recently. They don't look like the powerhouse that mm-hmm. they've been. And, you know, of course, you always have to contend with the Braves and everything. But, you know, I, I like, Man, well, as soon as Ranger Suarez comes back, which shouldn't be too far away, I think you, we're going to start to feel extra special about the team. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. And by the way, just a quick note before you uh, before we move on totally, if you haven't seen the Kyle Schwarber first base celebration, just Google Kyle Schwarber first base Red Sox. You will find that video. So, uh, <laughs> and he has a very good good uh, <laughs> he has a very good attitude about it. That's that I'll just say that, but. But but yeah, that this is this is this team feels like it's ready to take off, and that that Dodgers team, you know, I, I think the extra added storyline of uh, Trey Turner going back to the Dodgers, I think he's going to have a big big series. I know now now he's he's somebody that people have said is quote unquote struggling. I mean, I think he's just been very good, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. not superstarish. I mean, it, is is this is this as much as a Trey Turner is going to you know quote unquote struggle? I guess so. You know, I, I have a feeling he had such a tremendous spring, Frank, that it was almost like it, it kind of impossible. And he even had seven home runs, if I'm not mistaken, which seemed a little much for him. Um, so it didn't surprise me that I know he, he had two, the first two games of the year. He was really good. And then he kind of cooled off and he went a long time without a home run. But um, the fact that it's not a bigger story, because right now, the you know, Castellanos hitting well, Bohm's hitting well, Marsh hitting well, that's a good thing. And then Harper comes back into the lineup. I, you know, by the end of the year, I expect Trey Turner to have Trey Turner-ish numbers. Yeah, his last seven games, four for 28, which is only 143. He hasn't yeah. walked, which makes me think he's pressing a little bit, you know. So I mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think uh, – I, but someone like him, you, you know, you have one good series out in L.A. that can just jumpstart everything. So sure. I sure. think I think he will, as somebody who is quote-unquote struggling – We'll begin to to uh, make things happen. And by the way, imagine if he has Bryce Harper hitting behind him. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if I would have told you going into the year, Frank, that the Phillies would be like at the number two team in the uh, National League after about a month, month and a week in hits, in top five in doubles, top five in triples, but pretty mediocre as far as runs and home runs, you'd be shocked, right? I mean, this you might understand a little drop off in the home run because of losing Reese, right, and not having Bryce. And that's probably really what it is. I mean, I don't think they'd be there if Reese was in the lineup. But the fact that they were actually, you know, making good contact, hitting the ball, and only the Rays have more hits than the Phillies, 
and they're in top five still in many of the uh, average and OBP and slugging percentage uh, categories. So I just think that the Harper will slide right in and hopefully he's not too far behind and this lineup really takes off from a, our power standpoint. And well, I like that that's an adjustment they've, they've had to make is that not just sit around and wait for the home run to come, right? That, right. that I don't, that I don't like when you're just relying on somebody to just come up and hit a home run or it's feast or famine or you strike out or home run or a home run and just leave guys on base, you know, still leaving too many guys on base, but, uh, yes. but, uh, I, I, that, 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 that can't be. That can't keep on going. I mean, was there just a mental block in some of the players' heads right now that, that makes them uh, leave guys on base, or is it is it that home run mentality? Well, that's a good point because they're not really hitting home runs, but they are striking out too much. I think they're they're uh, they're like eighth in the league in strikeouts. So that part, you know, I, I think the type of team they are, you're going to have that because Castellanos is going to go two for five with two doubles or a double and a home run and three strikeouts. Same thing with Schwarber; he's going to you know, get home run, a double and two strikeouts. But you would like to think that Stott and Turner and, and um, real Muto, those guys wouldn't strike out as much. All right. Now you mentioned Castellanos. All right. So a month of April he has. So, well, uh, plus I guess the couple days in or a day in March, mm-hmm. but he finishes the month four home runs batting three thirteen eight seven eight OPS a uh, bunch of doubles, right? So that that that's that that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been uh, he's been Mister Double so far this year. He's got he's got ten of them. So that that's quite the uh, that's quite the month for Castellanos. He back? Is, it, is this? Are they finally getting the guy they paid money for? I would think so, right? I mean, he's he's. I think he is, I, he also. This is amazing. I think he leads the league in runs scored. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I did, he's also I, played I, all twenty nine games. That, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twenty nine games. Yep. He's played all twenty nine, but you know, this is he's been a big part of their success. You, you know, a lot of people said when when Hoskins went down, well, you you need that right handed bat. I think we've said it too. Mm-hmm. We need Nick Castellanos to be that right handed bat that he wasn't last year. And uh, you know, that 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 helps make up for the loss of Hoskins. Sure. Now you you I'm sure you would acknowledge that batting three thirteen and a, a three seventy on base percentage probably not gonna be sustainable. You know, maybe in this lineup, because there's so much protection and so many opportunities and they can wear out pitchers, maybe he'll be a little higher than his averages, which is he's like a 270, 280 hitter and a 320, 330 on base. So he's about he's about 40 points higher in in both departments. I don't know if that's going to stick, but I'm not saying he's going to fall off the face of the earth either. I think you can see better than career averages, but he's a little bit over the top right now. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he had 309 with Cincy in, in 2021 before the Phillies signed him, and he was a 298 in in 18, uh, 289 in 19. So, so high twos, low threes, and if you're getting that that power production, and yeah. I mean, he had uh, in in 2019 he had 58 doubles. <laughs> so. Uh, but he's back to the doubles, man. So I think that that's uh, that, wow. That's, I forgot that, that fifty-eight doubles. That's fifty-eight incredible. doubles. Uh, yeah, that was the year he was traded to the the, the uh, Chicago Cubs, right? Uh, at the deadline, but right. Yeah, the twenty nineteen, he had himself, he had himself quite the season, and uh, yeah, he was a doubles machine that year in particular. Uh, but yep. uh, but last year he only hit twenty-seven, so you you know you could tell he was off his usual game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, if he keeps if he keeps doing what he's doing for the most part, doesn't. I, but I, I can see him in you know two eighties, two nineties, and that's exactly what you want. And uh, getting getting some of that, some of those extra base hits. So, 
so yeah, so we're we're, we're waiting on uh, any type of official word about Harper. I, I'm just looking over Twitter. Everybody is uh, everybody is patiently waiting as I see some people <laughs> uh, some people tweeting about. But so we're waiting on that. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, Ranger Suarez is is on the mend, so that, that's good news. And uh, <laughs> you mentioned him a moment ago, but uh, he's been uh, he's been uh, playing down at Double uh, A Reading, where he took the mound for the first time, and uh, he's he's on the mend now. They're going to let him stretch out at the minor league level, so right. they're not going to rush him. I mean, I mean, knock on wood, unless there's some other injury where they're stuck. But he's going to get his opportunities to uh, to to work his way up to about the normal ninety to one hundred slate of pitches, and uh, he'll be back. And then somebody's got to go to the bullpen. Uh, now, my, uh, this is interesting because I feel like Strom has actually given you some good good outings, as you predicted he would. And not that Falter hasn't, but I feel like Falter has been a little bit more all over the map. So they're both left-handed. Uh, it's a, it's it's a, it's an, again good problem to have. I would think right now they would stick with Strom as a five, but don't you? I I would like them to. I mean, uh, but one thing we keep hearing about is his great versatility, and I I personally I would stay with Strom, mm-hmm. but I wonder if they would uh, consider something else. Or here's another here's another option, which doesn't sound like the most fun for certain individuals, but. Do you send Bailey Falter to the minors and let him keep starting so that you have a starter who's stretched out to grab whenever you need him? Uh, That's kind of selfish, I suppose, but... Well, it's it's really not, because if you don't plan to use him... Like, where does he fit in the bullpen, other than mop-up? Uh, I mean, they have already enough situational left-handers between Alvarado and Soto, right? And they have and somebody Vel- else. They have Velasquez. And Velasquez, yeah, so... You'd have to cut Velasquez completely for for him to take Velasquez's spot. And don't and by the way, Nick Nelson is also close to returning. So yeah, yeah. Um, man, Walter might have to be options. He he really might. He really might. He's not going to like that. But <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, I like I said, it's 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 an unfortunate circumstance where you need to keep but you need we we we've seen this if you don't have somebody at AAA who can come up and start a game and actually start the game right right you know you saw Taiwan Walker get get dinged uh last week right so mm-hmm. i mean that that's a that's a tough question to 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 ask are you going to let him um <laughs> are you are you going to leave yourself without somebody at AAA you can just say all right you're 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 jumping in the rotation yeah, no, I mean that that really would be an ideal role for Bailey Falter. It really would, as much as he probably would hate that. But that's it's a business, you know. You had an opportunity to, you know, come and prove yourself as a as a fifth starter. And it's again, it's not like he's been terrible. Um, but Matt Strom has been really good. And then he was signed as a veteran to be this good. Well, I mean, not this good, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, right now, Falter's got a, an ERA over five. So he, it's not like he can say this is unfair or I'm not getting a fair opportunity. It's it's just the business. So Luis Ortiz, and I, I suppose he would be the first off. Well, J- Junior Marte, the two of them are probably the two uh, first to go on the roster. Uh, but, you know, uh, Andrew, of course, Andrew Bellotti ended up being an extra injury in the middle of all this. Uh, Bellotti right. was off in his. Uh, in fact, if you look at the runs the bullpen's actually given up, I think it was Bellotti that that gave them up and then ended up on the injured list immediately after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, but uh, 
I don't know that his injury is one that's going to be be too too long, but uh, yeah, clearly you'd like to to see. Uh, um, you know, Blotty is on the fifteen day IL now. The pitching the pitching IL went back to fifteen, so this year, so uh, he'll be out for a couple weeks. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, if there's if there's room for for Nick Nelson probably to go right back to his old spot when he's ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that'll be the choice. Do you do you keep? Uh, that would make a lot of lefties in the bullpen if if one of them stayed and, and right. Velasquez stayed as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard. I mean, Brogdon's pitching well; he's obviously right-handed. But I mean, you're just trying to like, what role could you find for Bailey Falter outside of like mop up? You know, and and does he want to do that? I'm sure, sure, he would like to do it at the major league level because it's the major leagues. But his best usage is trying to be that that spot starter. Yeah. All right. So if so if it's me. I keep Matt Strom. I ride, I ride, a, I ride out uh, Stromboli, as I've heard him called. Uh, Stromboli, that's, that's nice. an interesting nickname. Who did I hear? I don't even remember who I, who said it. But that's uh, so that's what I would do. Uh, Suarez, <laughs> they'll love to have him back. I'm sure. By the way, Falter's numbers aren't that great. I mean, he is. Yeah, his ERA is over five. I mean, I know, I know, zero and five can be misleading, but his ERA is indeed over five. So. Uh, but he is averaging. He he has averaged over five innings a start. I mean, I guess that's 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 helpful. But right. uh, but you know, so like, the only other thing would be to if if you're going to keep Strom right in the rotation, but know that you're not going to get like three to four is, is to sort of use him and and Bailey as piggyback guys. You know, you can do that. Then that's a useful role, and that's a role worth then keeping him and and letting um and DFAing uh not DFA yeah. What am I thinking? Um. Uh, the lefty optioning. we were just talking about optioning. Uh, the lefty we were just talking about. Oh, Velasquez. Vasquez, well, Velasquez would have to be DFA'd. So DFA'ing so, Vasquez. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. either I don't know that he would get through waivers if they tried to do that. So True. they would probably just lose him completely. So I think they would prefer not to lose Velasquez. I mean, they did claim yes. him twice. They already right, Vasquez. <laughs> You're confusing him. Vasquez. Excuse yeah, me. Vasquez. Oh my gosh, I keep doing that. <laughs> by the way, by the way, speaking of people named Velasquez, do you see how well our old buddy's doing in Pittsburgh? How about how well the Pirates in general are doing, right? <laughs> They're, it's unbelievable. They're a story of baseball so far, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so so the, uh, there was a graphic the Pirates put up. He has, uh, I think Vince Velasquez is on an 18-inning scoreless streak right now or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, I'm happy for him. I always thought he was really talented, but uh, but he's looked pretty good. He's 4-2 and two with 306 ERA in his six starts with the Pirates and and uh, yeah, Pittsburgh. You know that Pittsburgh roster. I mean, when you when you mm-hmm. and you add up everybody that's there. So you got Vince Velasquez, you got Carlos Santana, you got Andrew McCutcheon, right? I mean, where else would they yep. be but first place, right? Just need to get them. Uh, and who need needed Jake that Arrieta. O'Neal Cruz, that six six shortstop prospect? His he's been hurt for most of this. Yeah, yeah. No, but he's something really, too. Yeah, David Bednar has been amazing as a closer for them. And this goes back to last year. He's a really good pitcher. And he's, he's an, I think everybody thought him and um, Reynolds, right, were going to be yeah. like trade deadline. And hey, listen, there's a lot of baseball play. So maybe they will be if the Pirates regress to the mean. But I don't think that, I think they'll probably wind up being in it because of this start. And, and they'll keep, hold on to those guys. And Reynolds, by the way, gets an extension. So yep. I think Pittsburgh's looking to hold on That's to right. him. So, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years, 106.75 million. So good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And, and amazing that he came from the Andrew McCutcheon deal years ago. And now he is, uh, playing with he, him. <laughs> yeah. Playing with him. That's, that's pretty cool. So, 
yeah, Pirates. I always like I always like to see the Pirates do well. I know they're not a direct competitor of the, the Phillies, but I love going to Pittsburgh and watching games at PNC Park. And you know, I uh, spent a lot of time watching Kutch back in the day. You know, with the uh, with the uh, <laughs> Josh Harrison and Neil Walker and a lot of the yeah. uh, love Kutch. Yeah, that was a, that was a neat little group to to watch play that year. It uh, was so that, those years. Yeah, you know, one ninety, what ninety seven, ninety eight games, I think, in back to back years. And he was Kutch. Kutch was the MVP, wasn't he? Yeah, Kutch was an MVP for them. Yep. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. So so Pirates right now leading leading the NL Central twenty and nine. Now will they stay that way forever? Who knows? But it's it's uh it's fun to watch so far. So I mean, I, I you know you're seeing you do see the schedule sort of things start to even themselves out. You know, after a while, right? So um the uh. The Pirates will face the Rays next, so they've got a they've got a, a tough uh, competitor, but they've they've uh, they've hung in there even against some some tough opponents. You know they've 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 hung in there with the Cardinals and mm-hmm. um, took a series from the Dodgers last week. So you know uh, it's now they did beat up on the Nationals, as which is easy to do, right? But uh, yes, are they yeah. the worst team in baseball? The Nationals, yeah. Um. Uh, probably, I would think so. I mean, the Royals are really bad too, but I feel like the Royal and Oakland is terrible. Oakland actually mm-hmm. might be worse because I think the Nationals at least have some, like a like a Joey Manessis. and they got a few players that you might want to like might give them some buzz. But the, the Oakland have anybody? Oakland has nothing, right? Like uh, they, they got they got in the ballpark. <laughs> they got all of Atlanta's prospects, but uh, yeah. But, oh, all, by the way, how about the athlete? We we even got to talk about it. The Athletics. Moving to uh, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas potentially. I mean, nothing's official, but they bought the land. I mean, yep. somebody. I would imagine if they don't build there, somebody will. So it's. Uh, but is it, I I I feel bad because because it'd be great to to see baseball stay in Oakland and, but but man, that's that's. Mm. They they just can't find any solutions there. No, it's not not good for them. And I'm waiting to see what happens in Tampa Tampa Bay too because. Uh, uh, that that's the other that's the other place that seems it seems to be holding everything up because you know Rob Manfred has often said you know we're going to expand but not until Oakland and Tampa Bay have things figured out and well, at least maybe one of them is one step closer to figuring it out or right um, in fact one of the reasons the Phillies got Dave Dombrowski is is pandemic put the kibosh on perhaps an extent uh, expansion team in Nashville so mm-hmm. maybe that's the Rays right. can maybe the, maybe uh, the Rays can move to Nashville or something but. Hmm. But one, one thing I found interesting about uh, Las Vegas is that the Athletics actually have a Triple A farm team there, and they say they're going to keep the farm team there. <laughs> well, so, uh, I guess that would make sense, right? Although the same yeah, city, yeah, yeah, that's a little weird, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to have it in Allentown, you know, and, and you know, yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I know there's other Triple A teams, and like Reno. I mean, what if, what else is in Nevada? Is there any is there any place nearby to put, put a uh, but a team. Uh, I guess Henderson uh, is really is sort of Las Vegas. I don't know how far it is from. That's a that's a popular suburb though. Yeah, maybe let's see. I'm just looking at a map. How about how about uh, St. George, Utah? They need a team, right? No, <laughs> not never right been over. to St. George, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it's a. But I just think it's interesting that they would have them in the same city. You know? Yeah, that is are... interesting. What's the closest a team is to its minor league affiliate, like its AAA affiliate? 
Oh, well, I mean, Philly and Allentown isn't bad. That's uh, pretty close. Yeah. Atlanta and, uh, where's our AAA team? It's, um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, oh, it's in Gwinnett, right? Yeah. Gwinnett. Gwinnett, I don't think is that far. No, it's not. Although the Mets, the Mets ha- and, and the Yankees have single and double A teams in their back and basically the backyards of their stadiums, you know, the one. Yeah. In I guess to the density of the population. Yeah. Although, the one in Somerset. Although, yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't the Mets have? But the, after the the recently uh, realignment, they, they, I think they fixed it. But I think their AAA team was all the way on the West Coast at one point. Oh, uh, for a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it was it was Las Vegas, by the way. Yeah, it was Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they yeah they, they've they've made they've made it back east to Syracuse as of last year. Then. Right. But but yeah, it's good to have you good to have your teams around so you can get a player when you need one. But uh, that, right. What a mess that was for the Mets have it across the uh, across the. Uh, <laughs> Where's across... the Marlins AAA team? Is that that's not Jupiter? Is it that's their single A Florida State League team? I think. Yeah. They're the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. So that's Jacksonville it's... Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I their. Tri- I think that's their uh, AAA team. Okay, yeah. so that's a that's actually a fairly big distance away. It is. <laughs> I mean, they're both in Florida, but I mean, Jacksonville is all the way. Uh, it's just, that's Georgia. Miami's south. Of, what's that? Like a five hour drive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hike. That's probably one of the longer distances for yeah, a team. Really you know, five hours and twenty six minutes via the Florida Turnpike and I ninety five, according no to according to Google. So, but yeah, it's nice to it's nice to have them around. And, and Phil, I will say, Philly spoiled the double A AA, triple A so close. I think I would love to have seen uh, Class A be in Trenton rather than than Lakewood, but hey. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they when they re-upped with Lakewood, I don't think they knew the Trenton would be available. But uh, yeah, I don't think they did. But uh, that's okay. I mean, yeah. uh, Lakewood Lakewood's nice. I it like is. Lakewood. <laughs> so speaking of while we were talking about just single A and and guys on the on the mend, I'm I'm I heard Dombrowski say I think he was on a radio interview with WIP. He was just talking about guys coming back, and it's amazing how much of an afterthought now Andrew Painter has become. But he kind of said, oh, it's going to be a while with Andrew. We're hoping to have him with us later this year. And, you know, when it first happened, I thought they were going to just shelve him for four to six weeks, which would be like now, right? Yep. And then reevaluate him. But it certainly sounds like they have zero intentions of having him pitching anytime. I'm not even talking about big leagues. Like, I guess he has to then, you know, go through working out and getting ready and restrengthen the, I, I don't know what the plan is, but it, I was surprised to hear him say later this year, I was interpreting that as like late August, September, maybe. Yeah. He, well, so, he, so from last I heard, he's just starting to throw. And when they say throw, it doesn't mean he's no, pitching at his philosophy. Right. So, right. Right. But it's, it's, it's a, uh, it, it, it's going to be a ways. I, I, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's worth rushing him at this point. So it, it's, oh, uh, yeah. So by the way, just yesterday, Corey Seidman was saying, uh, Corey Seidman of NBC sports, Philadelphia was kind of saying plainly, like as a matter of fact, Strom will be headed to the bullpen. Philly's pretty excited about shifting him back to a relief role where he can hmm. pitch multiple innings or in high leverage spots. I don't know about, I don't know if I love that, but, um, it's yeah. like I don't love it, but I, I can take it. It's it, to me. It's it doesn't. I don't know if this is like make or break the season type of. Yeah, it, I just like riding a, a guy who's comfortable in a hot hand. And right now, Strom has been a good, good fifth starter. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mick Abel so far four starts in at Double A himself, one and one, two nine three. So mm-hmm. seventeen strikeouts and fifteen and a third. So 
He's uh you could maybe see McGable this summer before you see Andrew Painter. How's McGarry doing? McGarry, you know, I haven't checked up on McGarry. Let me see here. Yeah, he let's see here. Has not pitched yet. That's right, he was injured at the end. I forgot so. about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's not a he's not around yet. So uh yeah, that that's uh So know. so we gotta like I I'm I'm loving this cautiously loving this next week and a half, right, for the Phillies, especially if Harper's able to come back. You got three against the Dodgers on the road. Um, a day off, three more against the Red Sox, then two against the Blue Jays. I mean, these are all pretty good teams. So that's if 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 he, if they could be five and three, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, wait, no, hold on, three, six, yeah, eight, five and three. I'd be really, really happy with that. I wouldn't be disappointed by four and four. You know, anything less would be disappointing. But you know, you're still in a good position to to come back and, and uh, you know, get to a softer part of the schedule. Honestly, though, like, yeah, Dodgers and Red Sox, are, are, they, are they, though, I mean, we're used to those names being good teams, but, are you know, are they really something that this Phillies team should fear? No, 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 no. And, again, I don't think they're going to two and six or anything, but, like, the, the, they're, they're above 500 teams. The Red Sox, I mean, they're formidable. The Red Sox are, are 15 and 14. The Dodgers are 16 and 13. They both have good players. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look at any team that's, 500 or above as a worthy opponent okay so um it's not like you're playing again the nationals and the oakland days and you're just expecting to romp on them so it's a good test and of course the blue jays are a good team too yeah but i i like the, i like the blue jays a lot they i I'm, I'm surprised they have not put more together yet uh given given all the great talent they had i mean that was a team that uh that was a team that rebuilt right and so, and then, yeah, I, I think Frank that they're actually as good as you think they are. It's uh, who could have predicted the the Tampa Bay to start off twenty three and six, right? I mean, that, that's a, and and the Orioles got something going. So you look at Toronto and you're like, wow, they're in third place, but they're eighteen and ten. I mean, they're very, oh, yeah, very only a, a game out of second, and then it's still one of them. You know, I don't know how many other teams have more than than uh, eighteen wins. So uh, outside of their that division, just Pittsburgh and Atlanta, I think. Well, so, Baltimore being one of the teams with eighteen wins, they're nineteen. That's what I'm saying. Nine. It's like if yeah. they were in a different division right now, they'd probably be better than eighteen and ten. You know, so they're they're pretty good. No, just look at the latest MLB power rankings. They actually they actually have uh, they have the Rays first, Braves second, mm-hmm. Blue Jays third. So they've 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 made a nice little jump, but. Uh, to find the Phillies, you got to go all the way to fifteen. Are the Phillies a middle of the road team? Uh, well, I mean, when you start off one and five, you got a little bit of a hole in there. They haven't been middle of the road for the last, you know, twenty three games. I think they've been pretty good. But aren't the power rankings supposed to adjust for stuff like that? Right? Oh, come on, you know, the power rankings never do that. <laughs> the power rankings. I like to do when I do my NFL ones. I really do try to do some second level thinking. Like, you know, if a team loses to another team, I don't just put that other team higher because. But I feel like in baseball, they just look at the schedules and say. Look at the standings and say, all right, Tampa Bay, number one, number two. But, you know, like the Yankees are struggling right now. They're not scoring any runs. They're like fourth in that division. Do you think the Yankees are not a good team? Because I, I kind of think when Rodon finally comes back and the way Garrett Cole's pitching and, you know, they'll get Giancarlo back. And Joe, I mean, I, I think by the end of the year, they're probably going to be a top six or seven team. But right now, if someone did power rankings, you probably have them, you know, 16th or something like that. Well, they jumped from five down to 12 on the latest MLB power ranking. Of course, this is just one, one website's uh, take on the matter, but 
Right. But yeah, right now, right now, the top five, just to just to just in summary, Rays, Braves, Blue Jays, Brewers, then Orioles. So mm. they 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 put Couldn't they get have Pittsburgh the, in there, huh? That's, yeah, at least that shows that they didn't jump on the uh, twenty and nine train there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pirates coming in at seventh, uh, Astros sixth. Hey, Phillies just took two from them. Right. So so yeah, a lot a lot of baseball to play. And I think uh, I, I think a lot will depend on what we see from. From Bryce Harper, and let me tell you, everybody is uh, everybody is eagerly awaiting an announcement when Bryce Harper will return. Return, things look good. Jeff could be as soon as tomorrow. I'm excited, man. So, what would be your okay? You're okay with on this nine uh, on this eight game uh, stretch the Phillies are about to play. I, I if they're five and three, that's that's enough. I, I don't want to see them go five hundred. I think they can. I think the way that this, you know, Bailey Falter just pitched today, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so he's he's the weaker one in the rotation. I think they got a good shot against the Dodgers. I think they could take two out of three in L.A. I can see uh, Trey Turner having a uh, a really nice series. I can see them taking two out of three from the Red Sox, and then if yeah. you do both of those, and if you split with the Blue Jays, you're sitting pretty five and three. Yeah, that would be really good. But I, I you know, again, I would feel really comfortable at that about that. I wouldn't be upset about four and four though either. Yeah, I mean, by far, it would, it would not be the end of the world. But I, just like just like you would have loved to have seen the Phillies sweep the Astros, but mm-hmm. at the end of it, you get two out of three after you know from a really good team, and uh, and Our I know Jeremy they started Pena slow. Nightmare but... continues, Frank. What's that? <laughs> Our Jeremy Pena nightmare continues. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's really good. <laughs> he is a really good player. Yeah. So but yeah, you know, one of the one of those times. You know, the other other time when. I remember a superstar just being allowed to to exit like Carlos Correa was. Uh, that somebody stepped up and just took the job was when Soto took over for Harper yep. in uh, down in D.C. I mean, it's it's usually it's impossible to replace your stars that walk away, and yep, that's an instance where they have. And and I know that pitching staff is going to just absorb the loss of Verlander too. So uh, not that he's pitching anyway, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that that's. Uh, that's a really nice young player, and uh, I'm sure Phillies fans will remember him. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, it's been good catching up with you. So we apologize to everybody for any technical difficulties the last couple of weeks. There's a few kinks we're trying to to work out with this new network that hopefully we have them settled. But uh, but give give us a uh, give us a follow if for some reason you're not uh, you're not following our podcast at the moment and. Uh, We'll do our best to make sure you get it. And uh, and when we welcome the other Phillies podcasts that you might see on the stream, I know a couple of other podcasts are, are part of this new network and, and we're, we're kind of, kind of building here. So it's, a, it's kind of at the ground level, but I think some good things are ahead. Amen for that. So, well, we'll catch you next week for now. It's been the powder blue podcast, Frank close, Jeff Mosher. See you next week. <laughs>